Welcome Builders from Lakeland, Florida. This is the Build Your Success Leadership Podcast with your host, Brian Brogen. We're going to empower and equip you to build yourself and then build others. Now, let's build up with your host, Brian Brogen. Welcome, builders. We're excited to help you build yourself through this Build Your Success podcast. I am grateful today to have a special guest, Carlos Cody, on episode 20 of the Build Your Success podcast. Carlos is an area manager for Walmart e-commerce, providing oversight and leadership for an inbound and stocking team consisting of as many as 166 associates. Carlos has an MBA from Southern New Hampshire University and a BS from Valdosta University. Carlos and I connected on LinkedIn by liking each other's leadership posts. He, he shares some great stuff, and he's liked some of the stuff that I've shared, so we became friends over LinkedIn. That's a great source for you to connect with others. So welcome, Carlos. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing excellent, Brian, and how about yourself? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. I uh, appreciate you taking time to uh, join us on this podcast today, and and we're going to talk about frontline leadership and the importance of developing your team. So, so Carlos, let's just jump right in here. You know, give us some examples of how you helped your frontline leadership and how you helped develop your teams. Um, Brian, I really think um, at the end of the day, it really just comes from having a servant heart uh, for your people. Um, my mission um, in life is really just to empower others to reach their potential. So. Anytime I have an opportunity, whether it's at work or outside of work, I'm always trying to find ways to empower others, uh, learn about them, figure out what makes them tick, um, what their motivators are, and I really try to figure out their goals. Um, so when it comes to uh, working at Walmart e-commerce with my frontline leaders, uh, it's really just dialing in and asking questions, uh, figuring out where they're trying to go with their career and pinpointing uh, that direction with the overall business uh, objectives. Uh, so it really just starts with having a servant heart, looking out for your team, and, and really engaging them um, in a way that's going to empower them to reach their goals. You know, Carlos, it's encouraging to hear that you have your own mission, and that mission to empower others to reach their potential at work and outside of work. So you don't just have a switch where you turn this stuff off and on. You just keep a consistent mission. So uh, how do you do it outside of work? That, that's a great opportunity to have a conversation about. Um, outside of work, it's really, um, just for you all that don't know, I'm, I'm happily married. I've been married for uh, four years now. And leadership um, is really core to my heart because I feel like you – if you can't lead at home, it's, it's really hard to um, lead in the work. And I would say leading at home is by far the uh, the biggest challenge. Um, but just really engaging um, with leadership because everything starts with leadership. Um, it starts with self-leadership. And then as you have that self-leadership, it starts to branch out um, into leading others. Uh, so it really starts at home. Um, and then it branches out to the community. Um, if I'm serving in a, a church capacity um, through serving, it starts there as well. So it really, my mission, I want to be authentic at the end of the day, and I want everything to intertwine so I, I can be authentic. I'm the same at church. I'm the same at home. I'm the same in my job because that mission 
ultimately is to empower others. And the only way you can do that is having a heart to serve. Yeah, without a doubt. You uh, you talk about that core to your heart, having that heart to serve. Uh, this stuff just doesn't just doesn't only apply to our work and our career, but it can advance us in life in so many ways. And I appreciate the fact you bring out the importance of, of leading at home and setting that example at home. I have four children. I have a wife as well. I've been married almost 22 years now, and so I'm thankful <laughs> for my family. And, and, you know, sometimes I even have to force myself to remember I've got to spend time to develop my children. If I'm going to spend time developing people in their careers, how much more important it is for me to spend time with my children and, and help them to develop and, and let them see what leadership's all about. So you're having that core to heart, Carlos. That's good, good stuff, man. Hey, listen, uh, I read on LinkedIn how you uh, took a team and you repositioned a failing operation into a top-ranked team in the network. Tell us a little how you were able to do that. Um, it starts with having a big vision. Um, a mission statement and having values, which are really just the behaviors that you uh, want to see your team exhibit. Uh, so starting with the vision, uh, there's always been a vision. Um, when I first came into Walmart, uh, even when I was at DHL, to develop a culture where businesses would come in and say, hey, we're looking for leaders. Carlos, who do you have? And, and that is what my vision is really all about is getting people ready um, for that next step in their journey and also building uh, the future leaders uh, for the business that I serve, which is Walmart currently. I'm having a mission statement. So our mission statement is really um, tuned into the business. So our mission is really to be a high performance team um, that is consistently producing results above the general requirement. So that gears our frontline leaders, our team members' minds, all in one direction because at the end of the day, your leadership is influenced. So you've got to figure out a way to influence your team, and there's no better way to do that than having an engaging vision and a mission that they feel they can achieve. And lastly, um, having core values. Uh, it, it's, it's huge in any business. But it's even more important to make sure that you are living out those values and when those when people choose to not perform at their best, that you are actively coaching, um, you're giving feedback. And of course, unfortunately, sometimes that leads to accountability towards those values. And I think those having those three things aligned, um, the vision, the mission and having the core values really guides the behaviors of the team. And it also excites because now people are working um, towards being leaders. So everyone knows when they come in, hey, you're here to to work towards excellence, but you're also here to be um, developed as a leader for the next opportunity or the next step in your career. That, that's great. You, you said here, always been a mission to develop leaders, getting them ready to make the next step. I find too often that, that managers and, and sometimes even leaders uh, want to hold people back because they need them in that position. So for their own gain, they, they need, they like consistency. They don't want to have change, so they don't want to help people take the next step. But, but you, Carlos, you're, you're talking about being willing and, and not only be willing, but excited to help them get to that next step. 
give us an example how you do that, man. So I would say an example, it goes back to servant leadership. It goes back to serving. And the best way to do that is to get an understanding of the person that you're going to serve. Uh, so I do a couple of things. Um, I sit down. I have one-on-ones. Um, I engage them. Um, we do a disc assessment. We do a personality assessment because I want to really learn how that person ticks, how, what are their motivators, what are their strengths, what are their weaknesses, and I want to put them in a position um, where they're going to be stretched, um, where they have the opportunity to succeed based off of their strengths, and through the DISC assessment and through personnel assessments, I also want to know how I need to communicate because that is the, the bridge um, is communication with leadership. You're not doing the work for people, so a lot of leadership comes from communication. And just to kind of piggyback, Brian, off that, uh, that last statement about developing leaders, uh, what we have in our culture, I call it is, is, is a one-to-one. Uh, so, no leader, uh, I'm not going to promote a leader for it unless they have a leader behind them. So it really bridges that gap and creates that culture of developing leaders because everyone knows and everyone understands that, hey, in order for you, in order for me to recommend you or me to put you in that next position, I need to know that you can develop other leaders. And that's how you create a continuous cycle of developing future leaders because as I'm doing one-on-one. I can't touch everybody. It's 160 uh, people during peak season. My frontline leaders have to actively be engaging the associates and finding the next leaders and working with them one-on-one as I work with um, them. So it just creates this continuous cycle of developing uh, future leaders. You know, that that speaks great to your leadership. And then that that whole one direction approach you're coaching the actively coaching these future leaders to develop other people and 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 giving consideration to if I want to go up I got to give up and I've got to train someone else to fill my role and so that, so it's not the burden of the manager or the leader to develop everyone you've got these micro leaders you're you're developing uh, that that's good stuff. I think that is a, a great way. And, and I know in, in a business the size of Walmart, there's got to be a vacuum for leaders. I mean, there, you you got to be really thinking about the next step. Um, you really do because I mean, just the the rate that the e-commerce is growing right now. Uh, I mean, going from two day shipping to one day shipping, and I'm I'm pretty sure in the near future. Uh, people are going to want to place an order and have their order on the same day. Um, so the the level of leadership that you need now in this fast-paced, want-it-now um, type customer, um, same thing with your team, is you, you really have to have a focus on developing people because systems, processes, you can have all that stuff in place, but if you don't have the, the right leader um, that's really – guiding the vision um, with the mission statement and values and, and making sure that everyone is chasing after the same goal, it your business is not going to be successful. I mean, everything rises and falls on leadership, like John Maxwell says, and I, I am a firm believer 
If you develop leaders and you take care of the first customer, which which are your people, they will take care of the external customer because you have done such a great job serving them. Yeah, and, and giving them that, that place and that fertile soil to grow in. It sounds like you're doing that, Carlos. I want to back up a minute. You talked about DISC, and I happen to be a uh, DISC certified professional, and I love to understand how people are wired, and we like to say get them on the right place in the bus. So they may not be in the best role, although they even may have went to college, maybe even trained for a particular role that may not fit their personality. And, and you said about communication, how how we need to have a certain conversation. You may have a different conversation with one person than you do another, knowing their DISC personality profile. So, so tell me how you use DISC in your business. Um, so right now I have um, two frontline leaders. One of my frontline leaders actually just got promoted to um, an area manager position. Um, so the weird thing is I have one of my leaders that's identical um, to me in DISC. They're um, a high I um, and also a high D. So the communication is straightforward. It's rapid. Um, and it's persuasive. I have another leader that is high S and high C. Um, so very controlled, very steady, um, and they need information with a lot of details and they need time to think. Um, so when I'm doing one-on-ones and I'm looking at the next opportunities, which in my at Walmart e-commerce would be uh, a project, I'm seeing, okay, I have a people side project. So if it's something that has to do with change, um, we're changing a process and it's a communication piece, I'm going to put my leader that's a high I and a high D in that position because that's where they're really going to excel at. Now, I'm also going to use my other leader that is a high S and a high C to when we're making the plan to poke holes in the plan because they they have a critical analysis. So when you're going through the plan and you say, hey, we think this is going to work, they're going to be the ones that's going to challenge the plan. They're going to be the ones that let me give you this plan and let's fine tune it. Let's poke holes in it. So when we present this um, to our senior leaders, we've went through the hard part of poking um, holes in the project. So that's um, how I would essentially kind of set up the project, having a people side and then having a technical side because that's the two um, leaders that I have. And also have to realize that in order to bring out the potential, the communication style is going to be different between both. Um, what excites another will frustrate um, the other leader. So if I come in and I'm, hey, let's, let's get this, let's, we got to hit it. We got to get this goal, hit the results. This is what we need to do for one person that's going to energize. For the other, um, I need more details. Why are we doing this? You know, how are we going to do this? And, and what is my part in the pie? So that communication piece has to be different. And if you don't do that, you, you might miss the potential of some of your leaders just because they don't uh, fit your communication style. So it's very important to analyze your team and really know um, how they tick, what they're motivated by, and their communication style to be able to help them reach their uh, maximum potential. Carlos, you just did a great lesson on how to use DISC. 
I uh, I have a earlier podcast that's on disc. It's uh, called Understanding You and Understanding Others. And for the listeners that aren't familiar with disc, please go back and listen to that podcast. But I will tell you what the what the acronym stands for. D is for dominant. So your dominant personalities are going to be more outgoing, yes. more aggressive types. Your eyes are inspiring or influencing, and, and they're going to be more your the life of the party type. They like people. They like to get energy from people. And then your S is your supportive type. And then your C is your cautious type. And what Carlos is doing, he is really thinking about a project and how these personalities will excel in a different type of project. And then he's also thinking through how he's going to speak to these different team members. He's using DISC for how it was designed to be used and why it's been studied. So, Carlos, kudos to you for using the DISC process and understanding the power of it, how you can get someone in their personality style working on the right project and you're going to get better results. I definitely agree with that, Brian. Yeah, that, that goes back to that, that servant-type leadership where you're actually considering others. You said you got to have the core to your heart uh, and going in one direction. Even when you're thinking about it differently, you can still go in the same direction. So those different personality types have to get on the bus and they have to be in the right place on the bus and we have to be all going the same direction. But some of them are going to need a little more critical thinking before they dive in and, and, and get on the bus with you. So, man, I just, you just made some selling points for just personality profiles. Thank you. Problem at all, Brian. Well, you, you wrote here uh, how to develop future leaders building high performing teams, and we've discussed that, but how to impact engagement and long term success of your business. Speak into that for us for a minute. Really, at the end of the day, we all know how important uh, associate engagement is. Without it, your business is um, drowning because what ends up happening is you have people that show up for the job every day, um, but in reality, they have quit. Um, so you're not getting the best production. You're getting uh, people that are coming in, they're doing the bare minimum, um, and they're really just really collecting a check. So without in- associate engagement, um, you don't have that long-term success because, one, you're not able to keep your top performers. Um, in order to keep top performers, you have to really engage. You've got to challenge them. You've got to stretch them. But you've also got to give them the room uh, and the freedom to grow and to try things and to fail. Um, so without that associate engagement piece, you lose your top performers. Um, the team is not motivated. It's really, really hard to develop leaders because the retention rate um, in a building becomes becomes an issue because now you're not able to keep your talent. It's a revolving door. You're constantly now having to train and retrain. Um, and we know that in order to succeed uh, nowadays, you, you need a team that's going to grow together because that goes back to culture. Um, Everyone that joins Walmart, especially when they come in our department, needs to feel like they have a, it's a community feel. They need to feel valued. Um, they need to feel appreciated, but they also need to be challenged, um, and stretched through goals 
um, and through results. And then lastly, they need something to be accountable for. I know a lot of times uh, when I first started at Walmart, we talked so much about the business and about the customer, uh, the external customer, that we really forgot about the internal customer, which are our associates that show up every day uh, to serve those customers. And what we started to find out is as our engagement increased and we started tracking how our, how our team members are feeling when they're coming and work, what is motivating them, what is demotivating them, and we really once again, started addressing and having a heart to understand and a heart to want to change the things that they're talking about, our productivity started to increase. And we started to build a high-performance team. Uh, during peak season, we were last in the network, but we got to first the network through showing our team um, appreciation, through giving them thank you cards for just the little things. It's cleaning up, cleaning as you go. When we see somebody doing something right, we're talking about it. And now, instead of a culture of we're talking to you when you do something wrong, we're talking to you more when you're doing something right. Because what I found is when you congratulate and you praise people for doing something right, you start to see that behavior repeated, not only with them, but others on the team. Because everyone wants to feel recognized and wants to feel valued so as you start to do those small things now you're starting to align the business goals with praise with appreciation so we're after hey team we're after a hundred units per hour today and you start rewarding hey we hit 80 that's better than yesterday awesome job way to go team I really appreciate you all coming in and give it you all. We're going to get to that 100 mark. And you start praising them for that. They come in motivated. They come in excited because they feel like the work they're doing is valued. And that's really what it's all about at the end of the day is serving your team. And the team will go and get the results that's needed. That's it, Mark. Uh, Carlos, that's uh, that's an awesome way to get things done, that, that positive reinforcement and uh, man, you're setting an example. As I said earlier, you know, we met through some exchanging some posts on LinkedIn and, and liking each other's comments and leadership shares. So, listen, uh, how can our leader, how can our podcast listeners get a hold of you? Um, really on LinkedIn, I am very much involved with um, LinkedIn. I try to put out content every day. Um, so if you put me in the search bar, it's Carlos Cody. Um, you'll see a, a handsome bald headed guy, <laughs> uh, with some glasses on and, and that will be me. And I will make sure I do everything I can to post content and, um, to keep people inspired. Well, you're doing a great job of that and I appreciate it. And for our listeners, it was a privilege to have you to listen to this build your success podcast today. Please subscribe, give us an honest rating and review and share this episode with others. Remember to build yourself and then build others. Thank you. Want to learn how to build yourself and build your team? Visit www.buildcs.net and learn about Brian's programs, special offers, and more. Build yourself and then build others.